Welcome to our Heart Story podcast. We have a very beautiful guest, Mary Histing, with us today. She is a multidimensional human and healer of many things, um, but she also does a secret mentorship program and works with the body, helping her clients get more in touch with themselves and in a more of a trusting relationship. So welcome, Mary. So happy to have you here today. We're going to share lots of wisdom on creating a conscious relationship, navigating core wounds, and see what else comes up to share today. Um, I'd love if you would introduce yourself and then share a little bit about your background and your work, maybe expand a little bit more from what I've said today. Sure, sure. Thank you so much, Carolyn, for having me. This is like a dream come true to get to <laughs> chat with you. Um, so, uh, gosh, how to put it in a nutshell, a little bit about me. Um, I, I would say the overarching theme of my life has always been spirituality. And um, from a very young age, I was very tapped into, you know, um, unseen beings. And I uh, uh, had four imaginary friends when I was a little girl. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> so many adventures together, um, really into fairies still, you know, that's uh, definitely feel like I have some fairy energy and uh, I love fairies. Um, so actually, I following that spiritual path, it, I ended up um, making a very deep commitment to um, to that fresh out of college actually before college finished i uh, went into the convent and became a nun so i was a nun for 16 years and uh, really immersed in prayer and contemplation and service and um, then experienced some very serious burnout that kind of led me to leave that life and spent the next 10 15 years really going into the deep healing of of everything how did i get there what what led me to that decision? What had what had I lost along the way? Who was I? Uncovering all of that and um, and bringing me to the moment where I I made this um, really great discovery that you know not only do I need to have a relationship with myself as a you know know who I am and then learn, live in alignment with who I am, but then also understand that I have a physical body and that's that's been a big journey for me because I've always been up here in the spirit world, but one day I realized like, wait, I have a body. Do I have a relationship with my body? And, and learning to do that along the way and, um, and then becoming a massage therapist and a body worker and working with clients for 12 years now, one-on-one, um, -on -one, I realized that all of the things that I've learned in this huge healing process I've been in have been coming into the work I do now. And so that's um, the coaching that I do that along with the body work. And it's become one of these, in melded things. A lot of times people come in and we talk and then they get on the table and we do some work. Um, so yeah, there's so much going on. And along the way, I learned about my sexuality, rediscovered that, actually discovered that for the first time, met my life partner, and I've been married for four years now um, to my beloved. And um, so many journeys that I've been on. I can't believe it's just one lifetime. It feels like many. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's an amazing story. Um, at some point in our conversations, I just felt like this deep um, reservoir of grace emanating from you and like so much understanding and like a, a deeper sense of love than I can sense from a lot of people. So I just felt so honored that we could take this time to do the interview and share 
the wisdom that you've accumulated through your path. Thank you, me too. Yeah. So you guys have been together for four years and it's your divine partner and you knew, you mentioned like you knew it was him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The just the circumstances around meeting him and everything it's it's just um it's amazing it's amazing so many things I, I first found out he was coming to my life through a vision i saw during a meditation and then the, i had dreams about him every night and then random things would happen i was traveling around the world and people would tell me oh he's coming and and people i didn't know and you know uh, more meditations revealed that you know he was he was really coming soon and and um and i asked my guides one day i was really kind of overwhelmed by what was happening so quickly in my life and i asked them why now after <laughs> all these years have been you know single celibate i'm perfectly happy in who i am why now is there a partner coming to my life and and i heard their reply was because a partner is required for the next step of the spiritual journey and and i agreed okay well, in that case, yes. Okay, I will. I will agree to this. And it's uh, it's been the most incredible thing. I've healed on levels that I never knew I could, I could heal on since meeting him. And and he's been just the perfect counterpart to to know when to to pick up on. Okay, this is something deep happening with her and her. And then you know, grabbing me and holding on tight and letting me just you know sob and move through whatever it is and and get to the other side of it. And that's been a huge gift he's given me and another gift has been you know he's been perfectly poking all my triggers so that i could see them feel them recognize them and then go back in and do more healing work and uh, the fun part yes the fun part <laughs> and what i've learned along the way is no matter how many times you've visited that core wound or what that old story is there's other layers there's always other layers so through a combination of you know re retreats and life coaches and um you know our tribe meetings you know we've got our, our group of, of ladies that get together and support each other and also you know spiritual direction and um therapy and al-anon meetings and everything i've <laughs> learned so much all the layers i've worked up worked them out i know there's still more but i've come to right. a place where the triggers are less and the reactions are less and and it's so much of it was the catalyst of this relationship which has been amazing Right, because it's like you can do all the work on yourself by yourself. And then once you get into this divine partnership, you get the opportunity to do a hundred times more. Yes. Both, both partners do. Yes. You know? yes. And he told me when I first met him, he said, Do you know that relationships are like emotional grad school? And I thought, Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I think he's right. I think he's right about that. Right. And so how do you, um, you mentioned the core wounds, and then how do you go about creating the conscious relationship that you desire when the core wounds are something that constantly have to be worked through? And it's just like an onion, like there's multiple layers, 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 you know, you're like, I'm good on this layer. A month later, it's back in your face again. You know? Yeah, I think it's really, um, you know, it starts with the relationship within ourselves. That's that's the pivotal foundation. Until we have that relationship, you know, at least started, 
and again, that's a lifelong journey that we're on too, for forming that relationship with, with ourselves. But until we have that really at least started, I think conscious relationship isn't possible. I really do. Okay. And that's kind of bold of me to say, but I really think it's true. Otherwise, it's like you're going in with blinders on and a bag over your head. And you're like, ah, I love you. I think I love you. I don't know who I am. I think I love you. Uh, you know, it's, right. it's just not possible. So it, it entails that. And if both people in the relationship have to have some level of relationship with themselves and awareness and, and commitment to that growth, that right. that's absolutely essential without that. Absolutely. It won't happen. And, um, you know, that's what we decided early on in our relationship is that, you know, I, I knew for sure I was not going to fix him and mother him because that I know that's my tendency. I'm, you know, my moon is in cancer and I can mother like nobody else. <laughs> so okay. so um, I, I knew that I needed to set, you know, set that up. That I will not fix or mother you. And, and so we agreed, you know, he would work on himself and I would work on myself. And when each of us is complete in that, then we come together and share the fullness of who we are. Mm -hmm. And um, it sounds like this lovely formula, but it takes daily work, you know, and we've been right. working at it and, I feel like we're doing okay, um, but we encourage each other to grow too. That's that's the thing, and you know, finding ways to even even this morning, you know, just gently saying something that I see in a hopefully in a gentle way that can be received. You know, said, so, "Do you notice this?" You know, I'm I've noticed this, and and just you know, let let that be said gently, and and for something to him to consider maybe. And he, he does it for me too. And I'm grateful that he'll see my blind spots and say, you know, I noticed that this is a pattern in your life. I'm like, oh yeah, it is, isn't it? Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for pointing that out. Right. <laughs> so it, it's, and it's, um, you know, doing the work to, to not be defensive about that and learning how to say it in the right way. So that's another, we could talk an hour on that subject, but you know, yeah, that makes a huge difference. The gentleness that you're mentioning mm -hmm. and saying it without that um, venom. Right. You're saying right. something that you noticed. You right. Know. No finger pointing. There's no you always blah blah blah. No, it's like, you know, would you would you like me to mention something that I'm noticing? You could even ask permission. You know, would you yeah. like me to mention something that I'm noticing? And the other person could say yes or no, or sometimes the answer is I know what you're gonna say. I say. <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs> Back off. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like that asking for permission because that creates a safe space because they could say, "No, I'm pretty full right now." Yes. Uh, I'm sure there's something, but I can't hear it right now. You know. Please tell me later. Mm -hmm. right. that respect, respect is like the foundation too. Like we have to respect each other in our, you know, in the timing and the spacing and everything. Yeah. How have you noticed your relationship shifted from the beginning when you guys got together until now at the five-year point? Oh, that's a great question. Um, in the beginning, it was just, um, I mean, you know, obviously head over heels and all the emotions and love and, you know, that instant bond that it was just the most amazing thing. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'd I didn't realize that you were missing from my life and there you are, right. and, you know, this is the instant bond. And, um, you know, a little bit of seeing with rose colored glasses and that's, that's normal. And, and he yeah. would say to me from the beginning, you know, we're in the honeymoon phase. You do realize that someday this phase <laughs> will end. And I, I used to get a little annoyed, like, why do you keep saying that? But right. you know, he was right. He was right. Just trying to keep some reality in there. 
and um but yeah the the first when we were first together he asked me to read the book by harville hendrix the classic you know getting the love you want mm -hmm. that book i think it was written in the 70s or something but yeah wow that book it really helped me immensely uh, to realize like oh you pick the partner you need to grow <laughs> that's right. what you do on a subconscious level and um and definitely and i see i see that so clearly you know he's it's actually hilarious when he met oh my members of my family met him they just looked at me like you know he looks exactly like your older brother right <laughs> so, oh wow yes, yes he does that's so interesting <laughs> the spitting image of my older brother which is my core wounding is wrapped around that relationship you know so so um yeah so we've had we've grown through so much together um so much of that so yeah how has our relationship shifted i think i think something we were talking about earlier about this um I didn't realize that there was a deep seated kind of really hidden away little insecurity that was somehow in there, even though I knew that you know we had this instant bond we were meant to be together, there was no doubt at all. There was a part of me that was like, but will this be taken away will this end, yeah. will this, you know, and as much as I tried to hold it lightly with open hands, you know, which is what my practice has always been, you know, don't okay. get attached. There was still a part of me that was like, you know, grabbing on and. Um, and I realized that since we've been married, I feel like day by day by day, I'm opening more, letting letting go more, you know, that that little unconscious thing that's been grabbing on is loosening quite a bit more. And it's it's been a beautiful thing. Um, yeah, I think for a while there, it's, you know, I, I saw a lot of his core wounding um, from the beginning and, and I, you know, would always kind of reinforce the opposite to, to try to, remind him that you know he is worthy of love and and those sorts of things but i realized that there was a part of me that that little insecurity was wrapped into that like i have to remind him of that otherwise you know he's going to go away or something and that's yeah. unrational it's un irrational of course because he's not but right. that's the core wound sticking its little nose in there going yeah. you know really will he will he be here tomorrow and a piece of that too because you know for that solid year, I dreamt about him repeatedly at night. I would wake up in the morning and look, look next to me, and he wasn't there. So I think for our first year together, I would always try to make sure I was touching him at night, just to make sure <laughs> he would still be there in the morning. So um, that's kind of hilarious, and he would yeah. remind me, "I'm, I'm here, I'm here." <laughs> okay. Right. I honestly had a very similar core wound, and um, with my divine partner right now as well and it, I don't even know I don't even have the exact inner child situation or dynamic that created that insecurity to begin with or if um, it's almost like you find this love that's so compatible with your heart and then you're like what can I do to keep it you know how can I make sure it's safe or I felt the same exact way and it's something that I'm still letting my you know lack of attachment and mm -hmm. working as hard as you can but you also know that this is the person yes yes yeah i think that's a daily practice and you know trying to notice it when it comes up more you know mm -hmm. from time to time but and i've been noticing i guess i've been noticing how i've been letting go a little bit little by little every day and now whereas before i you know i was 
and I have, I said, I have my mothering tendencies and my smothering tendencies, you know, it was a little bit like every day I made sure I, you know, kiss him in the morning, you know, kiss him in the evening. And like at certain times I had to, you know, go and connect physically. But then I realized like, that's, that's some of that is like that core wound just showing itself again. Like, so, okay, what if I just allowed it, allowed it to be? And, and, that, you know, lately he's, he'll surprise me on washing dishes or cooking or yeah. something and he'll just come up and steal a kiss, you know, and it's like, okay, you know, we can, what if we could just allow ourselves to in freedom, just appreciate each other spontaneously. Like that, that can happen. Okay. It doesn't have to be like, Oh, did I kiss him today? Did I text him today? Did I, you know, that, so some of that is the tiny bit of a control freak trying to make sure nothing goes away, you yeah. know, yeah. but awareness, 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 awareness. If, yeah. if you're aware of it, then that's more than half the battle. So <laughs> one thing I think is really interesting for women. I don't think it's just us. I think it's like so many women. We have so much to give. We have so much love to give. We have so much appreciation to give. And we just want to share that, you know? And it's like, sometimes people can only receive so much. Mm -hmm. like there may be a difference on how much you have to get, how much you have to give and how much someone can actually receive in that moment. Exactly. Yes. And so Smothering is looking at can be a, a problem. Also, even if you're like seeing things or seeing ways that you can help them as the mothering tendency mm -hmm. to just pull back then too. Right. You know? it yeah. Took me a really, it took me a minute and I'm still working on it still to learn how to receive sometimes yeah. rather than just be giving, giving, giving. It's true. It's true. I think that's a constant challenge for me as well. And I'm getting better at it, but, but yeah, yeah, it's, um, and I'm aware of it. It comes from a tendency to want to control things and it, it comes from, yeah, a little bit of that core wound about afraid that, you know, he's going to leave or something like that. So, yeah. um, just, yeah. And it, I, I allow myself what I do these days is I, you know, if I see something that okay, there's, there's a pattern I just saw in his, in his behavior. Okay. Do I need to say it now? Is it helpful? You know, and a friend of mine gave me this little phrase that I sometimes weigh, you know, I weigh it before I say anything is, you know, does it add value to the silence? She said that to me once and I thought, oh, that's brilliant. Does it add value to the silence? Right. And this is now the time. Maybe now's not the time. Maybe I'll just, you know, tuck that into the back of my memory for, you yeah. know, if we ever have a conversation about something and then I might say, you know, I have been noticing this pattern right. and, um, but it's not always the time. And mm -hmm. if it doesn't add value to the silence, then it's definitely not the time. <laughs> so huge. And I didn't realize that myself, I kind of thought if I have something to say, then it's important. And I should say it right now, just to make sure I'm, you know, not close down my throat chakra and just to make sure the communication's like honest and authentic. Mm -hmm. But then I realized discernment is, you know, the timing and discernment of when and what exactly is said is huge too. Yes. And it's like containment of that feeling or thought or awareness that I had. Mm -hmm. um, and then just containing it and bringing it about at it's a perfect time later on. That's definitely an art to that and take some awareness and practice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like uh, one of the things I do is I, I tell myself that I trust that, 
that information will be there when I need it. I don't need to say it now, right. you know, and, and when the time is right, I'll remember to say it, whatever it is, you know, so, you know, I, I have a little bit of that, like, oh, I have to write it down or I'll lose it or, you know, I have to say it now right. or I'll forget. But what if I could just trust that it'll be there when the time is right? Yeah, absolutely. And then the issue or the pattern that you're noticing probably isn't going to go anywhere either. Right. <laughs> you know, it just shows its head every now and then. <laughs> right, 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 right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you suggest for two couples kind of getting on the same page with the conscious relationship that they're creating? I would say, it, like in all things, communication, you know, schedule a time to sit down and talk about it. Um, and that's kind of what we did in the beginning, you know, when we were really when we realized that we were going to be married that was that was another revelation that to both of us like oh oh wait we're getting married okay <laughs> <laughs> that one came in dreams too for me wow. yeah and he had the revelation after we walked the labyrinth he just you know hit him like like oh like ding we're getting married oh my gosh so when we realized that we really started talking more about what is the relationship we want to create? And we started talking about conscious relationships and we, um, and I'm, I'm so, so, so blessed that he is really like my, my, op, my counterpart because he's been working on himself his whole life too. And he's right. always on that path to knowing himself more. And he, he calls himself a, a self-help junkie. <laughs> he's got yeah. quite a library that he's accumulated of every you know amazing books amazing audios and he's got meditations galore so we've really just talked about that you know and and the harville hendrix book was a great book for us to discuss so it communication like all things and and even having you know weekly check-ins or find a time that works for a couple you know to, to have a check-in um we don't have a, a scheduled check-in every week but we do you know we've talked about you know when i feel like i need a check-in then we've just been in opposite directions because of, you know, work or life or whatever, you know, he's empowered me and he likes to empower me, you know, say, Hey, just let me know if you need to schedule yeah. a check-in and we will. Um, so I do, I ask for it, you know, I, um, and he, he likes email. He doesn't like text. So I'll email him. <laughs> like, Can we please schedule connection time? <laughs> yeah. And then I'll get specific. What I mean by connection time is, you know, three minutes of eye gazing, you know, a little bit of, you know, breathing together. And then can we please talk about X, Y, and Z, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think, and perhaps that's a male female thing. I think the males, they need like the, the details and like, cause it's gotta be logical and it's gotta yeah. be structured. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, when a guy loves a woman, he just wants to make her happy and feel like her needs are met. And it seems to me like sometimes guys can shut off if they feel like there's too many needs or too many demands and where women can have multiple things in their mind they're doing and running at the same time men can be very similarly focused yeah so it, it'd be very easy for a woman to feel like her needs aren't getting met when a man is just simply focusing on something else that's important to him so yes. i love that you um you guys have a system and he knows that you're stating exactly what you need. So if he shows up and he gazes in your eyes for a few minutes, connects the exact way, he knows that your needs are met, you know, and he knows that he's doing a good job and you're feeling like I'm taking care of here. Yes. You know, 
And then I'm so glad you brought that up because that's, that's something that I've been, I feel like just starting to realize that the depth of that, like his, his fulfillment is in taking care of me and knowing that I'm having my needs met, like just realizing that on a deeper level, I, I think I'm still at the beginning of like, wow, really? Is that really? Yeah. I like that because of the core wounding kind of like, right. why would people love, why would anyone care about me and what I want? You know, that's a core wound issue. And, and the fact that that's how he's wired and that that's yeah. required for our relationship to be balanced is I need to be aware of what I need that I can ask for and then ask for it. And then he can meet that need. Yeah. And that's essential. That's, that's still a revelation to be like, wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> wow. And you know, the other thing I'm noticing is like, you create such a space of safety with your own containment, you know, you're like, I'm frustrated or I'm this or I'm that. And you mentioned walking in nature before meditating or doing these different things to kind of get your energy in alignment with itself. And then you simply just state, here's the things I need, you know, yeah. I've realized it and like, this is what I need right now. And it's simple for him to provide that. He probably gets excited when he gets a request because then he knows he can kind of do his duty in love in a sense and make you feel yeah. that way. It is. It is awesome. It is awesome. And and even to the point where he told me, you know, if you want flowers, you got to tell me you want flowers. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay so, <laughs> my birthday's coming up. Please, can I have flowers? Right. So, yeah. And it's just so direct. Like there's no frustration. Like you've got not got me flowers in a year or, right. you know, it's just, okay, babe, I'd really like some flowers for mother's day or whatever the celebration is. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, I think it's just a really, really good point to, for women to articulate without a demand what their needs are. Yes. You know, and if the demanding energy is in there, which can be guilty of you may be past this point with all of your training but you know i'm been guilty of it or i know other women have been with a demanding type of like this is my need you know and that creates a resistance so they're not able to deliver you're not able to receive with that resistance energy right there but it's even more so like trusting that your needs are going to be met and trusting that your partner wants to take care of your needs, yes. then you're able to state it without the resistance and able to kind of receive that. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, a pointer that helps me with this is I, I first have to come to the realization within me, like, you know, if there's something like discordant, like, yeah. I can't, I have to first figure out what is that. And then I realize, oh, I feel like I need something that's not being met. Okay, now I realize that. And then the next question is, how can I give that to myself? Right. That's my next question. And, you know, sometimes it's just, I feel like the giving and receiving balance is off. And so how can I give to myself to fill up my cup? And that's where I, you know, that's my self-care practices, whatever it may be, a walk in nature, like you said, or, yeah. you know, um, a, I don't know, a good soak in the tub or, you know, for me, it's, I love creativity. So I'll get out my crayons or, you know, whatever. Right work right. on my book, whatever it is, you know, get some creativity going. And then, and then once that settle, it settles that need, then 
it's like either there's nothing else to ask for, or if there's something left over, then I can say, okay, so that's something he can give me. And then I'll request that. Right. Yeah. That takes away that demanding energy too, because that, Mm. that demanding energy is because of the discordant we're unsettled because something's off, you know, it's an alignment Mm. thing. Something's off. Right. And I'm grateful that I see that now it's a giving and receiving thing. Sometimes I'll have at the end of the week i'll get home from the office and i'll just say like i feel like the balance is off i've been giving way more than i've been receiving so i'm just gonna stop <laughs> so, so i declare this this weekend i'm doing nothing so that's my declaration <laughs> right. and like for the untrained you would immediately feel like i'm empty babe could you give me some you know give me this or whatever and then just really practicing like taking ownership of your own needs yeah. is huge. And it's a process too, especially if you're, if someone's just beginning at that, um, recognizing the need, coming back to themselves, filling themselves up and then asking the partner what's left, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I think that's huge in creating conscious relationships for both people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, journaling has helped me so much over the years too. Sometimes I'll just journal about it. If I feel that, what is that I'll journal about it just get out the journal <laughs> write and write and write and write and then maybe in a couple hours look back at it and, and try to see like what what was that and then I can see it you know so it helps to write it down sometimes yeah absolutely I love that that's really important and then you know couples too like if someone's having a bad day or let's say you're a massage therapist you're giving people energy you're you know you're probably coming home empty sometimes and then let's say he has a hard day in his office and he's empty and then you guys are both kind of come together with empty cups not only just you any couple you know two people are coming together with empty cups um so it's it's inevitable that there would be a little grumble there mm-hmm. if that <laughs> happens you know yeah yeah i think that's where you know, the honest, honesty with ourselves comes in and honesty with each other comes in. And I have to say my partner, he's so good at that. He, yeah. he tell me like today was a, a crap day and I have nothing left and I just need to go meditate and crash. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And um, if I'm feeling the same way, I'll, I'll just get into my practices too, you know, but, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. that's where the work, I, and I feel like this is something else he's taught me, you know, you do the work when things are not intense, you know, you work right. on you, he's working on him, we're working together. And then when an intense moment comes up, instead of like going full at it, rawr, we're, we recognize it. We're like, oh, okay. So I need self-care and you need self-care. Right. <laughs> you know, so that's where it pays off. That's like, you know, you're, it's working, you know, all right. the, the self-care and all the, the inner work is working. Right. It's like never argue with empty cup. Yes. Yes. You know, yeah, not going to go well. It does not going to go well. It's not going to, it's not going to accomplish anything. And it's a lot of times people say what they didn't, didn't mean to say. So, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Um, So how do you help couples with your um, sacred or even individuals with your sacred mentorship program? Yeah, the the sacred mentorship, it's, it's one of these things I created. It is a program, but it hasn't really happened that way. It's, it's almost like people just um, blended into whatever they're coming in for, you know, mm-hmm. on any given day, if they're coming in for craniosacral, 
therapy, which is one of my specialties. Sometimes we'll sit down and talk for 30 minutes and then they'll get on the table. So it's kind of blending in these days. Um, and, or sometimes it's part of the massage or the energy work and um, the quantum release healing that I do. It's the same thing. So it kind of blends in, but um, I do see a lot of people. I think that's something to, important to note is that when people are coming for what they think is a physical thing. I always want to ask what else is going on in your life? And yeah. nine times out of 10, there's something emotional going on, something, a transformation is happening. I've, I've almost everybody that I'm seeing right now is in the middle of moving, downsizing and moving from the big house to the small condo, you know, the kids uh -huh. have moved out. So there's a big one. Uh, I've got quite a few people who are kind of like in the middle of, oh, realizing, oh, wow, this relationship is over. And, you know, I've got a few people who are like, wow, we're going through a divorce. I've got another person who's kind of like, I'm retiring and getting married. So, that, you know, a lot of people are going through these major, major life transitions as they're also coming in for some sort of healing work. So it just kind of naturally flows. And uh, I think it, the sacred mentorship I created was really just to kind of give that a give it a space, give it a name, give it a box, whatever, you know. So a lot of times that it just happens spontaneously. Um, or people are just, you know, at a turning point in their life where they realize, like, I can't walk this alone. So we, you know, we just talk, and um, yeah, it's as simple as that. And and I, and a few people have told me that my my coaching style is perhaps unique in it in a little bit because I'm I'm so happy to to share what I've learned. I, I think yeah. that's that's it. I, I tell people I, I don't know everything, but I'm so happy to share what I've learned. And I'm happy to share from my own life experiences too. I'm a real person and I got here because I lived these life experiences. And so, yeah, yeah. I'll walk with people. Yeah, I've experienced some of your um, release therapies. Oh, the quantum release healing. Yeah, yes. amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah they're, they're amazing. Yeah, I really love doing that because it's a it's a service I created that has like there's really just 90 minutes and it could be anything. Mm -hmm. And I love that because when we open up to any possibility, the person gets exactly what they need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you so can awesome. do the services or the mentorship remotely as well if anyone's interested. I sure do. Yeah. Yeah. Mentorship is easy to do remotely. Energy work is easy to do remotely as well. Um, mm -hmm. So I can do quantum release healing remotely or Reiki or craniosacral therapy. So that's wonderful. Um, you know, I could easily have clients anywhere. We'll just sync up time zones and, and make it happen. Yeah. And yeah. you're like helping them come back into themselves. Exactly. The most important relationship you ever will have is with yourself because this is where, this is where it all is <laughs> right here. Yeah. So getting that relationship going and you know, nine times out of 10, somebody first comes to me, they're saying, you know, my stupid body hates me. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Let's look at that for a second. You know, is that true? <laughs> you know, right. This body got you here after, you know, however many years on this planet, you're, you wouldn't be here without this body. Let's start from a space of gratitude. What can we be grateful for? And then we, you know, I draw attention to that. Let's build that relationship. What if their body was not an adversary, but a a, a friend, a trusted friend? What if your body was someone who loved you deeply and who you loved? Right. That would change everything. So, so it's like the, these little shifts that make huge impacts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That was beautiful. Well, anything um, last, anything you'd like to share as we wrap up the interview today? 
like any last words? Oh, I would just say, you know, if, if you're listening to this um, podcast, this recording, and you're, you know, kind of in a place of confusion and turmoil, what you don't realize is that you're probably in the place of gathering your own wisdom. We, we tend to not realize it because we're in that place of, you know, Al, this is uncomfortable, and everything hurts and I'm confused. But the truth is once you have done the work to make it through those bumpy times, you'll look back and say, wow, that was a treasure trove of wisdom that I gained. So have courage. That's mm -hmm. how I got here. That's how Carolyn got here. Have courage, you're on the path. That's perfect. So you're just gathering yourself along the way, basically to your next level. You know, that's beautiful and perfect. Well, that was so much, Mary. Thank you so much for all the gems today. And um, I'll have your contact information underneath the interview here in case anyone feels aligned with your work so they can reach out to you. And you're so amazing. So I, um, I hope that, you know, there's a, ma a million people who could work with you and you could help them kind of through their paths. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for your beautiful work as well. Thank you so much. All right, well, have a great day, everyone. And thank you so much for joining us.